and you take that off, and now you've got a naked porter filter at the bottom. Tried other ones, didn't work. This one is the first one, it worked, but it's, so it's had a lot of field experience of a lot of different situations. Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today, well, first of all, I guess it's our first episode in a little little bit, um, but today we are talking a little about- little bit? What the, are you talking about? <laughs> like years? <laughs> I, think, I think it has been maybe two or three. Let's go there. Um, but today we're going to be talking about the the Pico Presso from uh, Wakako. Is that how you say that? It sounds good to me. And for the people who don't know, mm-hmm. what is the what? Just can you give us a general, you know, maybe a high level? What is the Pico Presso? Okay, the Pico Presso. I came across I don't know a few years ago now, and when it was very new, and everyone was trying to have espresso outside away from a machine which is very difficult to do they found and sure. i suddenly came across the pico presso that i tasted it and i couldn't believe in this little like the size of my fist 250 yeah. grams it made espresso i mean i actually went wow this tastes good this is how it should taste and i was and for I was, anybody for anybody who's watching a video do you have the do you have the pico presso oh i do just... i got here it is right here and it's just wow. that's it see my fist right next to it look at that mate and it's the only it gets a little larger when you do this and that's that little pressure there that's going to give you your 18 bar of pressure wow so it's a it's essentially a handheld travel i mean you can do it at home too but yeah a handheld espresso machine that that allows you to get the quality of what you might do at home on the road is that it's accurate? That's, that, that is accurate and and what's required with this one as far as you know do we need any power do we need battery oh. you know things like that like yeah. what what is kind of involved with it the good thing about this and there's some negatives yeah. we'll share in a moment but the good thing about this yeah. it needs no cord see it's not a trick it's got no battery so you don't have to you know recharge it you yeah. don't have to put an actual aa in there or a double d whatever number you want and uh and it's also like this, this little, I mean, it's when you get it, it's like opening up, I don't know, a really high end little machine because everything is so well thought about where it is. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, you take this little thing off here at the bottom of it, and now you've got the porter filter and it comes yeah. through that little, little knot there. But you can, I can take that off as well and it becomes a naked porter filter if I could get that off. It's just so, I will show that in a bit, but you take it off all these little bits and pieces and yeah. and you take it off and now you've got a naked porter filter at the bottom which i like yeah. well and i think it's impressive too it's it's got a quality feel to it so it feels yeah it feels nice and even like little things like the thing where you just thread it in the threads are very coarse so it's it's there's not cross threading and things like yeah. that so if it does feel very well uh designed and executed and it feels like you're not buying like i think that was one of the things when we first when you first started getting it is it almost looks like it could be a toy or a gimmick yes yeah. um but it really isn't it does have a lot of that quality a lot of that uh yeah, you're quality. It, yeah, that's what I was impressed with. I thought, like yourself, I thought, oh dear, what have I done here? Have I wasted my money? I think it was a hundred dollars, like a Kickstarter almost, but uh, I think it's 129 mm. even now. But I thought, wow, this is yeah. this is worth it. Well, and, and I know we'll get into this a little bit more, but just out, uh, right off the top, if someone yeah. decides not to listen any further, do you like it or do you not like it? Can you give us a scale? Maybe just a, maybe just yes or no, whether you like it or not. 
as an espresso machine. I do. I very met. I tried other ones. Didn't work. This one, it's the first one. It worked, but not only worked, it was impressive. That was perfect. It almost sounded like an infomercial. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been in contact with them. They they know nothing about this. (laughs) And and I think for obviously nobody else knows. Well, other people know, but not anybody who's probably listened to the podcast in the last two years, mostly because we haven't had one. But uh, (laughs) difficult. Yeah, but. Tell us how, I guess, can, we, can you talk about where, where have you gone oh. uh, with this? Where, where has your field testing taken oh, you? Oh, mate, local and international. It has been on planes. It's been, other, it's been in other countries like Italy. I don't know why we were in Italy. Um, it's been in England. It's wow. been, uh, it, I, I've had it around the States. I even took it to New Zealand most recently. Um, yeah. And and it's, so it's had a lot of field experience of a lot of different situations of what I need to take and what I've forgotten to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when I go metal detecting with my wife, my favorite thing is to take my Pico Presso and read a book with a, an espresso. But I yeah. have to write a list out now to say, oh, don't forget to take this and this and this. Otherwise you get there and you go, oh, I'm just going to read. I can't have any coffee. Oh no, woe is me. And for someone who's, I mean, number one, you, you've traveled a lot with it, which is kind of, it, it, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and we've even got a video of you on a plane oh. making a Pico Presso, which I'll, I'll link in the, okay. the show notes. Uh, but have you ever had any trouble with any of the security or anything like that, getting your Pico Presso through? Or is it always pretty, pretty straightforward? I am surprised I haven't because the, this little Pico Espresso, when you take it all apart, it looks... Very interesting and almost like, what is this? This is a, some sort of gadget that's going to hurt people. I don't know. Um, but yeah. no, fortunately, I t- even taken it in my carry-on so I could make these Pico Espresso at whatever, 40,000 feet, whatever. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was able to get it through. I got nervous coming back home. I suddenly thought that was probably silly. So I put it in my, um, my luggage so it, I could actually get it home with me. Mm. But like you, like you said, when we were even in Italy, there were, you know, it... The nice thing is it doesn't matter what's going to be at your final destination, whether it's an Airbnb, a hotel, or, or someone else's house. You know that you're bringing quality with you, which is really great to see that in such a small package as well. Yes. Yeah, it's true. And like when we went to Italy and we went to uh, England for a week, we actually had two mm. weeks there because we had this thing happen to us called COVID and we weren't allowed back home to the States. Heard of that one. But it's all right because we were in a hotel what wasn't all right, I couldn't get espressos in London. There's a few good shops you could get espresso from in London. Uh, but I was locked in a hotel. But guess what? I had my Pico espresso in my room. Yeah. So I was happy. Not totally, but I was happy. Yeah, yeah you were happy on the coffee front. That's right. And right. I, I think, and especially for me, I mean, until I had one from the Pico espresso, I think it was a little bit hard to... Uh, maybe believe in some ways just because of how compact it is. I know. But yeah. you've been doing some testing recently. How 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 does it match up against um, like a really good espresso machine? Good question. And that's been the problem in the past with these little travel mm. type espresso machines. Um, I took it to work just a couple of days ago um, and we tested it with our um, Lamazoko uh, and we did, my, my the roaster did one on the Lamazoko and I did one on the Pico espresso and yeah. We tasted them both, and we were—they were both good. Slightly differently, why they were good, but that's all part of how much came up your ratio and just how mm. it worked on the Lamazoko and how much it worked on this. 
but yeah. we were both and the roaster had never had one before said this is good espresso yeah so it really matched up you're talking about as i said 129 dollars versus whatever ten thousand dollars it was worth it yeah yeah and i think that's the crazy part too is 129 versus ten thousand. now there are some things that it doesn't have obviously yes. quite a few things i should say yeah but <laughs> it, it, I think that's the, yeah, for anybody who is doubting that it makes good coffee, it, it does make good coffee. Yep. And I, I know we've got some, some, some things to be aware of and some tips, but um, I wanted to check real quick. What are, well, I guess, what's your impression of getting used to it? Did it take a long time uh, before you could make good coffee through it? Or was Not, it a pretty yeah. quick adjustment? It, in between, can I say, it, it wasn't as quick yeah. as I thought because because you have to press this, I've suddenly realized you can press with your fingers or you can turn it around and press it with your thumbs. And I have to do both now because my fingers get tired, my thumb gets tired. And you've got to keep yeah. pressing it to keep it coming through at 18 bar pressure. So yeah. you know, that, that that was in, important. Um, what was your question again? Oh, just how long did it take you to get used yeah. to the process oh, to make good coffee? Yeah. And the other part of other part, we'll go into this a little bit more, but the other part was the grinding. That's probably what took me the longest was to get a, a grind and you have to have a good grinder that does espresso otherwise mm-hmm. because this is like a real espresso machine it won't it'll just come through and it won't taste very good so mm-hmm. that was the hardest part for me was having the the grinder and i had i got one actually from australia it's called a, a vario um that uh did actually really putting the coffee in it it did enough the trouble was with the vario you've got as all good manual grinders you've got all these settings down here mm. and it took a lot of trial and error to get the right grind because you have to do it all and that's sort of the ne- one of the negative sides if it's negative i don't know that yeah. um once you do one you've got to clean it all out again to do the next one it doesn't it's not fast yeah um, but now i've got it set up in here and i put in the same coffee each time uh, mm. it's a little more likely that you'll get a, a regular uh, the calibration will be correct. Like it was at work just yesterday with the calibration. I didn't only do it once and it came out perfect. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good point to bring up is if you are calibrating, it's not, I mean, not that an espresso machine is like the easiest thing in the world, but it, 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 it's a lot easier than having to do a manual pump through it, set it all up, clean the machine or the, the yeah. The reheat the water. There was so many things you had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one I, of those tips i'm coming to yeah. space you do need a little space and a sequence to, mm. to make this espresso and that's where uh, uh, you know the general machine espresso machine you know it's not so hard you're, you're standing in a room and you can make it i it's like uh the best way i can think to describe it is it's a very disassembled coffee machine because you've got a lot of things separately you've got like the, the mm. jug for the water you've got all sorts of stuff you've got the espresso yeah. machine you've got the, you know it's, it's almost like every part of your espresso machine but just separated on the table that's right you've got to got to put it all together for the next drink and then take it all off to clean it and then put it all back together again yeah and it's it, the other thing i think that i noticed was the speed um you have to be quick to get it to where it's you don't have to be quick but you have to be organized and know your process yes. in order to get a cup of coffee or like an espresso that is still warm and hot enough and kind of at the right temperature. And when you're drinking that. Exactly. Um, if you wait too long, the water is cooled down and then you have it and you get everything else right. You, you pump it away and you get it on yeah. a little scale. It comes out a great ratio, but it tastes horrible because the water wasn't hot anymore because you took so long to, to yeah. make it. Well, and it, I think it brings us into the first 
the kind of buyer beware or, or more yeah. notification. But yep, yep. It, and I think that's that's hot water, right? That's um, right. You sort of you don't think about it, but you need hot water. And yeah, and that's that's the challenge. This doesn't have any way of doing that. Nope. On its own, which is why it doesn't have any cords, because there's nothing that heats up in this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I have found when you're at forty thousand feet, what do you do? You ask the flight attendant. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's good. They think you're just having a hot water or a cup of tea, but no, you're making an espresso. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a good point because you can get tea, you can get coffee there. So obviously yeah. they have hot water. Just say hey, I'm getting hot water, and then yeah. I you guess go. you could go somewhere locally and say, could you get me hot water and put it in here, please. Yeah. And otherwise, you need a, obviously a jug, a kettle, um, and uh, you can either make a you need a jug or ke- kettle to put the water in the top part of this to make the espresso. Mm-hmm. If you want to make it into a americano, which you can, or a you know, long black, you can. You need w- hot water again to fill up your espresso on top of your espresso. Yeah. So again, you need hot water. You need something to make hot water. Therefore, I've even. I have a little gas propane that I take when I was saying I go metal detecting with my wife and I've got gas propane um, that heats up water. So I have a little uh, yeah. on top of it and it heats up. Then I get a, a rolling boil, put it in, I'm done. Yeah. And I think that's where, it, you know, like, like we talked about the deconstructed coffee machine, because now you have to have a water, some type of vessel for the water. I tried taking it in a thermos. Which... I was going to say, what's your experience with the thermos? Is that a yes or is it good or is it bad, I guess? Uh, more towards the bad. Again, well, <laughs> it depends how good your thermos is, but, you know, it, in all this yeah. process of deassembling and stuff, it can be a little cool. Um, mm. You can't get boiling water from a, a thermos. Sure, sure. But you can get it pretty hot, and if that's what you have to do, not a problem. I, and I think the other, I mean, there's more, but th- this isn't to say that it's bad. It's very good. But another <laughs> challenge is you. there's no way to steam your milk, obviously. Yes, you suddenly realize that you make this beautiful espresso, and then you realize, oh, I'm so used to having cortadas or flat whites. I've, I yeah. don't normally, not many, not, not a lot of people have a straight shot of espresso. I don't mind it. Yeah. But sometimes you just want it to go a little last, a little longer. I mean, I, and you read a few sentences and you've had your shot. I want to read my whole yeah. book. And sort of <laughs> savor it. So, yeah. So I, in that one, therefore, if I do want hot milk, there's lots of ways to go about getting hot milk. When when I was at my brother-in-law's in Wellington, uh, in Auckland, in New Zealand, he actually had a a bigger, larger espresso machine. He had a wand that I could just heat the milk in his wand on his espresso machine. Yeah. Funny enough, but, I I didn't use his espresso machine because it wasn't as good as my Pico Presso. Easy. <laughs> now he might listen to oh, this. Oh, sorry, sorry, Marcus. Um. But uh, I, but I you did can use... bum off with somebody else's steam wine. If exactly, you need that's really what I'm saying. Or you can buy these fancy little. They look. I enjoy them. There's there's one I got. It's called a Maestro House. Uh, it's a frother. So you put milk in and heats it up and it froths it. Yeah. The good it's one. Like, it's ma- almost. It spins. It's, it's a little. A, almost like an electric whisk. Yep. Exactly. And not a lot of them. A lot of them. You don't know what the temperature is going to be again. So this right. one, the Maestro, you can get this one and get. You can have. 120, 140, 160 Fahrenheit, and you can choose what temperature. I like that. The other way to go, and this is a little more tricky, it's called a Bellman. They've been out around forever. Yeah. And it's again goes on your propane and heats up the water, and out, it, it, it's, it looks like a, a whatever, a pot with a little steam on coming out of it. And it looks it, like almost like a, yeah, like a, something you would boil water in, but a little bit more. Yeah. Something combination between like a steam engine inside of a train and something that you would boil water in at home. 
Uh, correct. And both those things is quite dangerous. Uh, it's a little quirky, but it works. The steam comes out. It's wonderful. And then you, if you, again, guess what? You've got to bring some milk, which could curdle, right. could do all sorts of things. But if you've thought about this and you're going to be in a short-term situation, you can have your little um, uh, container to put your milk in and, 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 yeah. and steam the milk like you normally do on an espresso machine. So here's a question. If you've been, when you've gone metal detecting, have you ever gone metal detecting and brought the steamer as well as hot water so that you've made the espresso, steamed the milk, and made everything essentially on the go? Mostly, usually. Wow. I know. <laughs> like I said, you almost need to, I do have a little list on my phone to remind me what to bring because it gets quite complicated in that point. Yeah. Hand Sometimes grinder, I think, yeah. Yeah, grinder, milk. Yeah, everything. And you can even get up with those fun, those little fun little things you, you can buy that uh, aerate milk. They look like a little whisk, like you're saying, that you just push, yeah. which it does that, but you've got to have the milk hot first. It doesn't heat the yeah. milk, but you get, so you can get some hot milk and you could do it in a microwave even. And then you use that little, little portable sort of hand frother. It's almost like you can do it in two stages. One is to, I mean, you could do it at home. So maybe it's three stages. One is at home where you've got everything there. Number two is you go to like an Airbnb or a hotel where you've got yes. most of your things there. And then number three is you go complete on, you know, complete uh, off the grid. Yep. <clears throat> and you have to bring everything with you. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The good thing, you're right. And even though you're bringing all that stuff with you, I, I've even taken my, I've even read espresso and ECM espresso machine here at home. I've even picked that up and put it in the car and taken it to places to, to Airbnbs and things. This is certainly much easier than my yeah. bigger espresso machine to take with me. And yeah. uh, it works just as well. And so from, you know, so we know some things, obviously you don't have hot water, you don't have milk, you don't have, well, you could bring milk, but you can't froth it, easy things like that. Yep. Is Do you find that there's any, uh, finesse, or I guess, is it? Can it be a little bit fid, fiddly, a little bit finicky? Like, is there any any challenges with that side of it? Uh, it 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 is fiddly because basically you need some space. And yeah. when I we keep talking about metal detecting, when I go, there's usually a table. There's a picnic table where Rachel's is doing somewhere at a a school or somewhere. There's a picnic table. I set myself up, and I've got to have it sort of logically what comes next because I'm worried about it cooling down. So I start heat, heating the water in the the billman or whatever, and then I get this all set up. Then I oh, I've got to grind first because this is going to take a while to hand grind. Right. And then you've got to fill your little machine here. You take the hand grind and you put it in in here, uh, in this little part of the the unit, and then you take this top bit off the unit, oh, which is really hard because they make it hard because it, it's got a lot of boiling water. You take it out. And what do you got in this machine? In here, you got your little <laughs> WD. It's it's a pretty pathetic little thing to go around the ground coffee. Make sure oh, the, yeah. yeah, distributor. Yeah, and this then is the little um, tamper, and it has it has in the top of this oh, another little thing pops out, and you put it on this. This is where it gets. You got all these little bits and pieces that you've disassembled, yeah. and now you're trying to put them all back together again. It goes on top like that. You put your coffee in here, your ground coffee from your grinder in here. Yeah. And then you put this on top or you do your little distributing. If this all yeah. goes on top, temps it down perfectly. I mean, it all fits so nice. 
and the, all off. of that comes with it, like the yep. the tamper, the distributor, the the. Um, yep, it's all in this machine. It's oh. just amazing how it's all in there. Yeah, and uh, and then you take that little top bit off because it's been tamped now, mm. and now you've got to very carefully put this little. This is the screen on top on top of your coffee, and yeah. now then you've got to very carefully without spilling the coffee. Now you can see why it gets a little sort of you know tricky. Yeah. You don't want to spill it and, and get it threaded the wrong. I'm just trying to get this in here. I'm not sure why. That's because I'm trying to put it at the wrong end. That's why. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Like, it's much better. Now it's in there. And now the next thing you've got to think about is hot boiling water to go in this mm. top bit here. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely yeah. a lot of process to that. So yeah, yeah. you do. You need, I like to have. I like to have it all lined out on a on my table with, on a on a, a towel or something. So I, just, yeah. I don't miss one step because uh, it's easy to, to do one thing and get so excited by it that you forget, oh, I haven't, I haven't boiled the water yet. I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in, in that process, and obviously you've done it quite a few, quite a few times, but is there, are there any, any tips or tricks that you have uh, that have either smoothed out that process that you've just learned throughout you know, yes, your, no, your there, various there, that's a good question. Uh, attempts. <laughs> I've learned when I get the hot water, I put it in here once. I put uh -huh. this this cap on, which is that's the only thing. It's just that's that's always got to make sure you get that on right. And then I do a hot water, like a pre hot water, and put all the way through just to warm everything up there. I take that top back off and I tip it out the whole any leftover water. Then I put mm -hmm. the the next set of hot water in for the real espresso now, because you put that hot water yeah. in, and now you've got to put your coffee back in here you don't want the coffee in there for your for your trial hot water to get it all warmed up but right. and the other thing you know it sounds funny i think it's partly it could be i'm getting a little older but this little thing here i got these cheap on amazon they come yeah with what, and that's just like a rubber mat that you can help to yep. open stuff a little easier because grip things i've even had young men younger than me try and get this off and when it's hot it is it's hot and as well as that, it's it's expanded, and you need a little rubber thing like this to get that top off, and that's been really helpful. Yeah, that's, no, that's good to know. And and I think the other thing to keep in mind is all the other aspects of coffee and espresso come with this one as well, in the sense that we need whole beans; those need to be good whole beans. Correct. Yeah. Um, yep. You mentioned it earlier as well, but you need a good grinder yes. that can go fine enough for that uh, for the pico. Yep. Uh, and then you also need to make sure you dial things in preheat stuff. Yeah, so that make that makes sense. And I and, find a scale is not a bad thing. I always use a scale when mm, I'm making espresso anyway, so yeah. you can get your one to two ratio correct. You can know you, you've got thirty six seconds at grams out, and you've done it in thirty seconds or whatever. So I find it a little scale that enables me to time that. It just makes that coffee when it touches your lips at the end of this whole process like yeah. That was good. This is good. Yeah. Well, I think the only the question I can really think of is, obviously, we've talked about travel. When you talk about travel, how how do you how do you pack all this together? What does ah. that look like for you? Partly so don't forget something because that was my problem that I was saying, but also mm. to protect it because this is a nice little machine. Um, what I've done, I went I went online and found the measurements and bought myself. I, I've got it right here actually. I bought this little, uh -huh. little almost like a pelican case, like a hard yep. shell yep. plastic. Yep. Comes with all this and you 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 do all these cutouts in it. And yeah. uh and I fit in there, you know, 
get oops that's gone fit my grinder it fits in in there really nice i get my wow. get my cup by the way the cup i like a double this is a double walled cup because of heat mm. again it's good to have something that just keeps it warm i preheat that with hot water tip the hot water out yeah. then put the espresso in but that just fits in in my case right there like so and yeah. the pico fits in down here and you close it up you take it on the airplane <laughs> wherever you're going yeah. And it's all the. I even put my scale, like a little scale that fits and fits in this as well. Yeah. No, I think it makes it. It's it's like yeah, like you said, having everything in there that that you need, so that when you get there, it's just a matter of opening up the case and and then using it. I do say make a list though, because this doesn't that little case doesn't carry everything, and you forget oh milk, oh water, oh whatever, and yeah, you need to. I like to tick it off, make sure when I get somewhere, I've, I've, I've got everything I need. No, that makes total sense. Well, I you know th- you know I thank everybody who who tuned into this episode, and it's been in, in uh, a little bit of uh, a time. Uh, but thank you for joining us on this episode of the Bean Stuff Podcast.